0: Crime Curious is a true crime podcast that takes an in-depth look into real cases. The content may be triggering or inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Crime Curious. I'm charnel And I'm Amber. And I'm alive. Yes, she's back and it's so good to have her back in the
1: studio. You know, I was getting worried because it sounded like you were doing just fine solo. No. And everyone was like, yay for you. So
0: I think that they just knew how sad it must be to have a woman sitting in her own basement talking to herself <laughs> alone in a cold and alone studio. And so they felt, we have such amazing listeners that I think they were just like trying to be encouraging, like, it's okay, Charnel, you did good. No, I bet
1: you did amazingly well. I was going to listen to your solo episode. You didn't
0: listen yet? I was
1: fighting for my life up until just a few days ago. So (laughs) now that I'm better, I'm going to listen. Yeah, fucking excuses.
0: All right. So if you guys don't know what we're talking about, I did do a solo episode for our Patreons that we released as one of our November um, bonus episodes to them. It was super weird being by myself and but they loved it yeah they they, they seem to really like it and so um and that's also when I recorded myself doing the intros for the for last week's episodes that were our yeah um, well I think I mean I told you but I don't know if you remember in your in your haze mm. but I released to our listeners last week two bonus episodes from Patreons that had been released months yes, ago okay. to them it's all coming back to me. Yeah. It's all coming back. It's, it's all, all coming, coming back to me now. We don't. Celine. Own the rights to that. No, we don't. <laughs> we don't. But but we should. And also, <laughs> we're so sorry, Celine, yeah. for what we've just we, done to your beautiful song. We apologize. Yes. So thank, welcome back. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys, everybody, for the encouraging um, comments, though, too. Uh, I loved seeing people wishing you well. We certainly oh, have too. the nicest listeners. It
1: gave me strength.
0: Not that I expected anybody to be like, I hope you die, bitch, but you know, <sighs> I'm
1: really glad that no one did. <laughs> me too. You know, like,
0: it was nice to see there weren't it's internet Better off without her. <laughs> right. You know, no internet trolls no, there. That was no. really nice.
1: For those of you that, that don't know, I had the Rona. She
0: did. And it is
1: real and it is among us and i mean take it seriously i'm i'm it, just saying it did almost take our lovely amber it, from us like i had literally every symptom of yeah. it and i will admit my ignorance fully that i didn't it's not that i didn't like believe in it because of course i believe in it but i didn't fear it right. and i didn't like
0: think i would get it that badly because you're a 38 year old otherwise healthy
1: individual yeah, I'm like mm-hmm. i haven't been sick in literally years yeah i If I get it, I'll have mild symptoms and it'll be fine. So I didn't fear it. Yeah. Oh my God. No, 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 no. Please be careful out there, people, because it is, you just don't know how you're going to get it and how it's going to affect you. And it. Is the sickest I've ever been. It was horrible. I could tell from our text
0: messaging and all of the things. Literally, she was My ready My sense to- of humor was gone. It wasn't the same. I, that's when I started to get worried, is when Because like, this is the end. Yeah, when our text message conversations were no longer the, the comical, funny... Yeah, sarcastic things that we always send to each other, and they were—I could tell you were just completely different. Besides, you know, your six-hour naps in between yes. each text message was that. I mean, I could just—I could feel it through the phone of just how sick you were. It scared me. I was really worried about you. Sadly, and the the prepared best. to take custody of your yes. child. I, I was just—I was I, say making arrangements. The <laughs> best combo that we did have though. Was
1: making my funeral arrangements. Of course,
0: yes, we did make sure that we had that set. You know, I'm writing you a funny obituary. Yes, yeah, we, we I did have put my request out
1: there for a, a very real and raw obituary, yep. and so and we it, had a good time with that. It was going.
0: The draft is saved on my computer, so. Yeah. <sighs> I, I encourage you to start one for me as well cuz you just don't know. Your wish you know. will be granted. Thank you. But, but yeah, it's, I'm so happy to be back though. Even my husband was preparing to take custody of your son because <laughs> he was like every day, does she need us to take him? Does she need us to pick him up? Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, though. So so you know, it's just prepared in the will now. We're we're ready to raise him if you need yeah, us
1: to. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> but so. No, it's I was excited to come
0: finally podcast it feels like it's been forever it has it it has and we just appreciate everybody hanging in there with us life happens we can't stop it we tried to still release content though and so yeah and and we did do new content to our patreons if you're interested page, uh, crime curious patreon.com you get bonus episodes each month you get access to our private facebook group you memes, went, we we put memes so up. much funny stuff. Mm-hmm. When um we have merch, you'll get discounts and free merch. So there's we're grow as we're growing, so we'll uh, the benefits to our Patreon. So yeah. we're we've just recently decided that we're gonna start saving um, really big deep dives for our Patreons too. So another reason to join us um over there at CrimeCurious at Patreon dot com. You do not want to miss a Charnel deep dive. <laughs> so Charnel loves to read books. Yes, critique any other podcast that I hear on a case (laughs) after I've looked through all the court documents and read all the books and been like, no, that's wrong. You're You're like mine is
1: far superior, but they are. I mean, you do good work. Thank you. That's very sweet of you.
0: See, I, I miss look you at us. so much. Look at us. We forgot we're podcasting. We did. Actually, I just realized, like, holy shit, we never talk for five minutes before no. we get to the case. So This is sorry, a rare occasion. We're reunited, everybody, and it feels so good. And I'm alive. And yes. Yeah, things are good, so. And you look freaking fantastic. Thank so. you. Very hydrated. As you can
1: see, <laughs> I've been carrying my she, drum.
0: She has her five-gallon drum of... Water. I've been pushing the water like that is I love it. that's key. So oh good, that good helpful. Drinking the wah-wah. Somebody might be listening to this sick Fighting. right now. Yeah, yeah.
1: drink your wawa.
0: Drink your wawa. All of you. Make yourself move. All right. Would you like me to you know welcome back? You want me to tell you a horrible story? Uh, yes, I would love to hear cool. what you have for I me. Thought you missed all this. Hor- Actually, I saw you were watching Dexter, so I know <laughs> that you've been. Oh yeah, I've been keeping up on my horrible stuff. Yeah, horrible things. Yes. <laughs> So first, let's thank our dear listener, Kim, for sending us this case this week. Oh, the theme this week. I'm doing both of the cases this week, everybody. because so. I
1: was a lifeless lump that couldn't research anything. <laughs> well, you
0: took the words right out of yeah. my mouth.
1: <laughs> my it's God. It's true. It's true.
0: So um, we are going to do, in honor of just us, female killers this week. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I have two female killers for you. Not, that's not great. It's not going to be great, kids. No, they're vicious. I mean, the cases are good, but <sighs> the st- the stories are freaking sad. So Kim, um, our listener Kim, sent us this case, and it is the story of Sarah Nicole Henderson from Texas. This isn't, actually did not happen that long ago, so some of you guys might be, um, it's just 2017, so you might be a little bit familiar with it. And because it wasn't very long ago, there is not a ton of, out there and she hasn't filed any appeals so court records haven't been released and so I did not have time to like submit a FOIA request for it or whatnot. It's pretty cut and dry so I really don't think we would get extra information from the court records anyway and you'll understand what I mean in a moment but so there's not a ton of background here but I'm just gonna you know sit back relax and I'm gonna tell you a story. All right let's hear it. We're, I'm gonna take you to Ma Bank Texas which is is located in Henderson County, which I found kind of funny because we're talking about Jacob and Sarah Henderson. So the Hendersons live in Henderson County. Isn't it ironic? There it is. Thank you, Alanis. Yes. What we do know is that Sarah and Jacob Henderson were recently married, but Sarah had three children with other men. So she had herself some baby daddies. Okay. And Jacob was not one of them. So they did not have any children together. They did not. Nope. Sarah had two daughters and a son, and her son actually lived with his father. He was 10 years old at the time, um, which was 2017. So So he was 10 in 2017. And he was not present for what takes place, and thank the Lord for small miracles there. And as I mentioned, Sarah also had two daughters. Mm -hmm. She had 7-year-old Kaylee and 5-year-old Kenley. I love the name Kenley. That's really pretty. That is so pretty. Sarah had been suffering leading up to the incident from bipolar and depression, according to her mother. Okay. And I'm going to begin this tragic case. On November 1st, 2017, at 11.29 p.m., it happened to be a Wednesday, Jacob Henderson called 911. In his 911 call, he said, quote, I want to get somebody out here to check my wife out end quote. His voice was calm. It was even. He wasn't panicking. He didn't think that his wife was trying to commit suicide, but he told the dispatcher that she was, quote, freaking out like somebody is out to get her, end quote. So she's acting paranoid. Yeah. Seven minutes later, Jacob Henderson called 911 again and said that his wife was, quote, fine now, end quote, and he wanted to cancel his earlier request for help odd which I don't think you can do <laughs> like I'm taking a so race ta- yeah, take I take this back. take backsies yes, yes. <laughs> no we're we're good now yes that do- it doesn't really work I mean, like that, that would scream a, a little bit of a
1: red flag to me sure if it's like oh t- I'm taking this back she's fine
0: less than 10 minutes later right no big deal right right yeah she was acting paranoid and freaking out before but and then she's, now she's, she's like cool. oh my bad we're cold now yeah Of course, still the deputies from Henderson County Sheriff's Office came to the Henderson home. I was hoping you were going to say that. Of course. Yes. In Ma Bank, Texas, which is roughly 55 miles southeast of Dallas, just to give you some reference of where we're at. And I mean, I'm glad that they did. If you put yourself in their position, if somebody calls 911 and then later is like, oh, well, never mind, and then something really did happen, oh. and you didn't respond, I feel like the county could be held liable. Like, for that's, sure. That's so not okay. Just run and do a, a quick check. I think I'm sure that there's probably a policy about it. I didn't look it up for you know Henderson County's policies, I, but I'm sure I will sure assure you that when I hit the panic button at
1: Wendy's... When I worked there. Yes, I did. I hit it. You did. They still showed up. And when I said, guys, guys, it was just me. They <laughs> still did a sweep of the building because oh. they didn't know. I was one of those new employees. I was like, what does this do? And I hit it. Oh,
0: my gosh. I hit it. Whoops. Yep. I didn't know they had such a they thing. Did. That's cool.
1: Yep, they did. And I don't know if they still do, but like it was under the register. So if you did get robbed, you could hit it and the police would come. And me being a sucker for a good shiny object, I was like, what is this? And, and you pushed, I pushed it. it. But even when they got there and they, you know. They, and you were like, well, it's, it's fine. My bad. It's fine. They still were like, yeah. well, we're going to still do our job. Good good. I don't know uh, why I felt compelled to tell you. I'm always just was, giving you so many gifts. I love it.
0: I'm so glad because not even in our private relationship have you ever told me that yeah, story. They just come to me as, <laughs> as you tell me stories. I'm like, oh, that I've reminds me of your grandpa owned a Canon yes. and you accidentally pushed the panic button. It went, you accidentally on purpose pushed the panic button yes. at Wendy's. Correct. <laughs> and they say I'm not interesting. <laughs> I've never said that. That's, I find you. This is why you're interesting because yes. I keep Finding shit out. Full of treasures. More to come, <laughs> I'm sure. So, the deputies show up. All right, at Henderson, the Henderson County <laughs> Sheriff's Office de- shows up at Jacob and Sarah Henderson's house. <laughs> I'm just gonna start calling them the police or deputies because it's getting a little confusing.
1: You know what, I'm, I'm also afraid. deflecting because I'm afraid of what you're gonna tell me.
0: Yeah, yeah. You already
1: told <laughs> me about the kids. So,
0: okay.
1: <laughs> all righty, all righty then. Then.
0: There's no easy transition, so here we go. Yeah, let's do Head it. Head first, everyone. So the both Jacob and Sarah told the deputies that they're fine. No one's in danger. No one's in jeopardy. And, you know, basically that they could leave. So they do. The family went to sleep, and Jacob was next, woken up by his wife, gun in her hand, telling him, and this is trigger alert, everybody, telling him, quote, Jake, I shot the kids. Oh, God. End quote. I hate this. Jacob Henderson's next call came to 911 came in at 2.24 a.m. on Thursday. Choking back tears, panting for breath, and at times full-out wailing, Jacob Henderson told the 911 dispatcher that his wife had shot her children. Sarah was reportedly clutching at her own neck, trying to choke herself, and she just kept trying to pry the gun that Jacob had taken away from her when he woke up and saw her with the gun and she said, Jake, I shot the kids. In some sources it has her quoted as saying, babe, I shot the kids. I don't know. But he was able to wrestle a gun away from her immediately. So at this point in time, she's choking herself, like putting her hands around her neck herself. And the on the 911 call, you can hear her in the background saying, why did I do that, Jake? Why did I do that? In his 911 call, Jacob alerted police to what they were going to be walking in on because Jacob had himself had went in to confirm oh. what his wife had told him. Yeah. He let the police know, uh, or the 911 dispatcher know, that the police were going to find 7-year-old Kaylee and 5-year-old Kenley shot in the head.
1: How awful. Now,
0: Jake said in, on the 911 call, I didn't want to believe it, and I went in there, and they were dead. And he just kept saying on the call, why though? Why though? And she was in the background saying, why did I do that? Clutching at her own throat, saying that she wanted to die too. When he saw the flashes of red and blue come down the street, he told the 911 dispatcher, they're here before hanging up. And Sarah went willingly into custody. Wow. Now to go over the history a little bit, according to the Washington Post, the police had a hard time determining what the motive was for the killings. County Sheriff Bodie Hillhouse, B O T I E. I hope that's not a typo. I'm not sure, but it's either Bodie, Bowtie. Looks, like <laughs> I'm sorry, it's Bowtie. Just from here, on. Bowtie Hillhouse. That is my vote as well. Yep. So Bowtie Hillhouse told the Washington Post that when the officers had been dispatched to the house. Or that officers had been dispatched to the house in 2015 for a verbal disturbance, but all they found was Sarah Henderson standing in her yard arguing with someone over the phone. Bowtie Hill House said, We hadn't had much to do with her until Wednesday night and then again on Thursday. So essentially, all that. They could really say is that they had been out to the house for a verbal disturbance before police had been. Then, of course, Wednesday night when his or when Jacob had said, "Hey, someone should check on my wife," and then nothing until that nine one one call Thursday morning, um, November second. So it's not like there
1: was this extensive history of problems documented.
0: No, no, there is. Uh, of course, there was some the Texas had confirmed, excuse me, Texas Child Protective Services had confirmed that they had been in contact with the family six years ago. So Kaylee would have only been one and she wasn't with Jacob at this time. So it didn't have anything to do, you know, Um, with Jacob. Mm -hmm. But of course, as you and I both know, the details of Child Protective Services complaints are confidential. So those have not been released. Sarah cooperated with the investigation, and she was arrested with a $2 million bail set. Now, at first, she was charged with one count of first-degree murder and one count of second-degree murder until they could complete the investigation. Once the investigation started, they actually learned a more grimmer truth. Sarah Nicole Henderson had been planning to murder her children for at least two weeks prior. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Now, how did they discover this? She
0: confessed to it, okay.. Mm-hmm. Two weeks prior, she had actually obtained a thirty eight caliber pistol, And so when they asked them, asked her about how she acquired that, why she acquired that, she and when she had acquired it two weeks prior with the intentions of killing her family. She had also intended to kill her husband.
1: Oh my goodness,
0: yes, so they also discover. That the entire crime did not go as planned because, luckily for Jake, the gun malfunctioned when she tried to kill him. Oh, wow. Literally, she was standing over him trying to shoot the gun and it malfunctioned. He heard it. He had started to stir because that's what he had actually heard. And when she realized that he was waking up, that is when she said, Jake, I shot the kids
1: that is just chilling like yeah he in that, was
0: supposed to not be
1: here right
0: and in that moment when she when she woke him up saying that he had no idea she had tried to kill him it was not until after the investigation that he discovered that she had literally pulled the trigger and the gun didn't work oh my gosh which Oh. That would be hard to uh, work through. To digest? Yeah. Absolutely. Because, first of all, it's hard enough that for what he saw to lose those two girls and then in knowing that his wife is going to go to prison, so he's losing his wife too, and what he saw. I mean, he'll never recover oh from gosh. the trauma of no. what he walked in on. No. But then after the fact, and I don't have the details of when it was after the fact that he discovered she had actually tried to kill him too. To then figure that out as well. That is more, I think, than one person should ever have to process. Oh my gosh,
1: I agree. This poor man. That is so much to have to go through. I
0: Yeah, I agree. The other thing that the police were saying is how matter of fact into to the point that she was. And the fact that she did not show any remorse. Which is such a common theme, I feel like, for our murderers. I mean, to become a serial killer, to be classified as a serial killer, your killings have to be of three or more people on three separate occasions, I do believe. Don't quote me directly on that, but I believe that's what the criteria is for it. So this doesn't classify her as serial killer, but it's most certainly... An aspect in there that the no remorse that we see time and time again, because I think that's really the only way that you're capable of doing such a horrific thing. Yeah. Is to not be able to feel empathy or remorse at all.
1: I'm curious about the mental health issues, like how far back they go,
0: how that I tried so hard to find that information and the-, the only person that was willing to speak about it at all was her mom. Gotcha. And absolutely that is the where her mom wants where her family I should say wants the light to be shed on. And I get that most certainly. I think that Jacob had an instinct that his wife was showing signs of of having a bit of a psychotic break or some sort of mental health mm-hmm. crisis. For sure. Because he called the police and said that he wanted his wife checked on. Right. So that to me, that is not something that you just do just out, out of a, nowhere, out like- of nowhere, or even as part of a domestic dispute. Oftentimes during domestic disputes, the, the perpetrator actually calls the police before the victim, mm-hmm. um, statistic, statistically speaking. But I, don't get the sense that this is what this was that they had there's no information that they were fighting prior to this happening it was more so i think she was in crisis yeah and it sounds like she personally was for quite a while <laughs> if she was planning this and yeah you know maybe maybe they didn't know i don't know but right and i don't know how untreated her bipolar and depression may have been i just know that from reading the various articles that is what her mom uh, it was the biggest advocate for her of saying she suffered from bipolar and depression. And and this isn't that long ago. This is two thousand and seventeen. Resources are available for treatment absolutely. This isn't one of those cases where we're like, well, yep, it's in the 70s and 80s, and mental health was an infant yeah. then and not widely accepted, and there was a stigma on it. Not that there isn't still, because certainly, unfortunately, there still mm-hmm. is. But I, I do think we've come a long way, and it's just so tragic to me that this, it's tragic when a 5- and 7-year-old, no matter oh what, gosh, for lose sure. their life, This is a serious, serious break in her psyche, when she can kill her own children, that's a whole different realm, yeah, of mental illness, yeah, and in in problems.
1: Now, did she ever, you know, when she was confessing, say
0: why did she have a reason why she was pre planning this? No, and that's what the police were saying; they could not find a motive. Okay, other than sorry.
1: I'm- it, digesting everything. I must have missed that.
0: Yeah. When asked why she did it, she said, I was going crazy. I just got caught up in everyday life, you know. She further indicated that she thought people were out to get her, which was confirmed by Jacob and a friend that she had been with the preceding day. Each of whom... Each of whom... Wow. <laughs> each of whom... <laughs> Um, In my notes, I did type womb, just so y'all know. I like it. Each of whom described her paranoid behavior leading up to the shooting. So she had no motive here other than she was feeling overwhelmed. She was feeling stressed out. Obviously, there's some paranoia. Oh, for sure. uh, That came came through. Now I'm wondering how much that had to do with it because I've seen Mm -hmm. paranoid
1: thoughts. I mean, it can get already serious with people yes. if untreated.
0: Yep. So we don't know. She doesn't elaborate on what the paranoid thoughts are, that she thought her kids were going to kill her, that she thought someone else was going to kill them, that they were Satan. I mean, we just don't. There, there are so many possibilities, yeah. really. But I do think that this is a good case to demonstrate to people how serious mental illness is how serious untreated mental illness can be because this is a woman who by all accounts to to everyone in, when i show you pictures of these girls you it's going to break your soul oh i already feel it they're withering precious all children of course are precious but i'm talking could have been gerber babies and child oh, model gosh. precious they're the type of kids that you look at and instantly fall in love with because of their sweetness and innocence. Like, they're just so precious. And I can't imagine what their family has went through, but this goes to show everyone how important it is to get your loved ones treated oh, who yeah. need help because I know this is an extreme case. But here is a otherwise seemingly loving mother No history really of domestic violence. Yeah, she had some CPS involvement six years prior. Heck, that could have been when she was going through a a divorce. You know, I once did a statistic on my own caseload when I was a CPS worker and like 66% of my caseload was typically exes calling in on Mm. on their ex-wife or ex-girlfriend or whatever. And it was always when they got a new significant other and they didn't want them around their kids so they'd make up BS allegations. That happens all the time. All the time. And it's a waste. Whoops, sorry. Definitely kicked the whole table. (laughs) (laughs) I feel very passionately about this. Do not waste everyone's time with BS allegations. Oh, I know. But this, I mean, even in my current position, I just went out onto an investigation on Friday that was... An hour away from my location for an entire, uh, the most ridiculous allegations ever that was just someone that was ticked ticked off at someone else and wanted to call in. It's such a vicious way to get um, back at, you know, someone. And they know that. People know that. Mm -hmm. Like, what's going to tick you off more than being investigated for mistreating children? Even
1: if they don't find anything, it's still like a tarnish on the... You know, the reputation is tarnished. Absolutely.
0: Oh, it's so dirty. It's such a dirty move. Just a stick in their craw, you know? It really is. It burns my biscuits, Amber. Mine are feeling (laughs) a little hot over here as well. But this is, yeah, so sad. So that, I mean, that's what is, is really perplexing is that no one, and especially to the police, they're like, why? Like, what is this? And her only explanation is, I was going crazy. I was caught up in everyday life. And I mean, life can be stressful. We've experienced it just the, you know, the past couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. you know, with you being sick and it throwing off our entire schedule and, and it just, I don't know, you're such a strong presence in my life that you being sick and us not doing our typical everyday You were on the brink of a a break, weren't you? You know, I was sad. I wasn't (laughs) the same person. No. No, it's,
1: it's true though. I mean. Things do happen like that, and I will be the first to admit that I struggle to ask for help sometimes. Yeah, so no there kidding. is still that stigma of like, you know. And I'm I work in mental health, but yes. I will admit that like I I struggle to ask for help mm-hmm. because I still struggle with the mindset that it makes me weak. Weak, mm-hmm. and so I'm wondering if that was part of this I don't know or it's gonna that make me be. look bad if I need help right and so I can see why people don't y'all don't just, even know
0: how many times I offered to get groceries for this woman and she would not let me I almost did and then I was
1: like oh wait hey, I'm, I'm off of quarantine so and I, I, I feel go. better yeah. I'm good I'll go <laughs> I hate asking for help yeah. and so I get you know I'm a part of this too like it's it's I get how people Maybe just don't ask. That's or a they good don't, point. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that is
0: an excellent point of just, <laughs> it might not even be a situation that your loved ones could recognize and help you help yourself. Yeah. you. We have to be willing to help ourselves as well. And it's
1: amazing because it's like I'm the first one with others to be like, get help. Yeah, ask, of course. Yes. do it. It's it's okay. But then it's different when it's
0: yourself. Yourself. Yep. It's harder. And maybe that is something that she's... Um, Going through. And this was a particularly difficult case for the police uh, for obvious reasons. The first responders, I mean, having to go through all that and see those girls like that, they kept asking themselves, like, how. How could this happen? Their neighbors in the neighborhood. This stuff didn't happen in there in Ma Bank, Texas. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. One of the neighbor, her name was Bridget Golds, told uh, CBS News, how could someone do this to them? She said the girls were really, really adorable. They would ride their bikes in the, her driveway. One neighbor, um, Jay Lynn Palmer, said, quote, they would draw pictures and put them in the mailbox for us. Oh. And it's not easy to think about. They're innocent little girls. It breaks our hearts
1: yeah that.
0: that would be so hard to hear that happened right next door and then now you're not seeing those little girls riding their bikes they're not leaving you pictures in your mailbox anymore i mean it's just so sad and the thing is is that no one in the neighborhood could report domestic violence concerning behavior erratic behavior nothing there were no red flags surrounding this family At all. And how many times do we report cases where it's like, well, wow, there's a red flag. Wow. We saw that coming. Mm -hmm. This is not one of those situations. I mean, it just purely is a situation of you don't know someone else's struggle. No. No, you (laughs) don't. And- my gosh, this is
1: this is why I do a sweep of my house. You know, when I get home, right. it's like you think you're in a safe
0: place, right, and you just right. don't know what's going to happen. Know what's happening? And I don't think that Sarah necessarily did this out of maliciousness, so much as it's like she had a, a mental break. health crisis. Yeah. yeah, and she could be heard on the nine one one recording saying over and over again, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Oh, but but then she, there was-, she was saying it. But then during the interview and when she was being investigated, she was very matter-of-fact and did not seem to show remorse. Now, I will say it does always bother me, let's say, for example, when someone's trying to say that they're innocent. And someone else watches their interview and is like, well, I think they're guilty because look at how they didn't show any emotion. They didn't show, I mean, you can't really say how you would act in that situation. Yeah. And- it's so hard too because
1: there's so many different factors. Shock, yeah, trauma. We Absolutely. all deal with things differently. Process it differently. Mm-hmm. I've seen people take years to, like, break over something. Like, it, yeah, it finally hits them like yes. a year later. Yes, and so you just don't know. So it's hard to say. That's why I was curious. Um, you know what she said about the motive because it sounds like there wasn't any remorse, but. It could have just been the shock or the trauma, or
0: Definitely. her still
1: being in in like a crisis state of mind. Right. So yes,
0: and her her brain firing on all c- cylinders. I don't know if you guys know this about our brain, but our brain is constantly in every c- situation trying to seek what's called homeostasis, where it is it's a balanced level and any situation that we're in it's going to be seeking that so it's not going to be processing some everything the same as somebody else might be okay yeah. so an officer coming into that situation they're a lot more calm they weren't they didn't just go through that they're arriving on scene they're asking her questions you know they're coming from their regular shift their regular duty this is their everyday life so their brain is cool calm and collected it's i mean maybe a little bit nervous For just the gruesomeness of the Mm -hmm. scene and whatnot, that is definitely would affect how their brain is functioning, their line of questioning, that sort of thing. But for her, she had just been through what she did, the realization of what she did. The fact that she tried to kill her husband, too, and it didn't work, and he doesn't know that. Right. And whatever it was that she was going through that night that made her husband call 911 the first time at 1129. Yeah, obviously something, something had went down. Something big was going on. So her brain, if you think about it, trying to find homeostasis in that situation, something's got to give. So it's not, it might not be in cry mode at that time. I could tell you, I, I would not want somebody judging me on a situation. Um, I've had some really, really bad child abuse cases. I've, I've had to take pictures of really, really horrible stuff. I wasn't crying when I was doing that. Because I had to focus on the task. You have to get through it. You do. You have to get through it. And you're trained to get through it and focus on the task at hand and ask the right questions and do the investigation. I wouldn't want somebody looking at me like, wow, she's so heartless. Look at how she could just sit there and talk about this dead child or whatever the case may have been. That is just how both the training and how my brain is processing everything from point A to point B at the time, so I I do really get nervous about judging people on initially how they're reacting. Yeah. Not to say that there aren't some really weird situations where you're like, wait, why would you be acting like that? Like Jacob is reacting. I mean, I think how Appropriately we would, for- how we would expect. Yes, yeah. yeah. He's he's just you know saying things over and over again. He is crying sometimes. He's erratic and and yelling. Other times he's calm. I mean, he can't. His brain's everywhere right now, you know. Now, has she been uh, interviewed or spoke about this after it all happened? Not that I could find that had substantial information. Gotcha. You know, yeah, there wasn't, there's not, to my knowledge, I did write this case. I've been saving this one in my back pocket. So this, I did write this several months ago. um, And at that point in time, I did not find where there were any in-depth documentaries or anything like that gotcha. from her? I was just curious um, if, like, years
1: later, it it did it hit process- her. Yeah, or,
0: and now you know. maybe after getting some mental health treatment in prison, yeah, you know, is she different? I would imagine absolutely. But this is something that she's going to have to live with. I don't know that she wants to talk about it to people. Could be because um, this is something that she's going to have to live with, knowing that she did the rest of her life. <coughs>
1: Or it could very well be that she doesn't feel bad about it impossible you know
0: you're absolutely right like maybe that it, moment never came that is that is true and it is very possible that we're we might be giving it too much credit to the mental health side of things and maybe even without suffering from bipolar or depression she we're could just have ended like up doing I'm this done with this life who knows for sure yeah. she said that she was caught up in everyday life and sick of it she was going crazy maybe she was tired of being a mom. It, ha- it happens. It does happen. It does. I've seen it time and time again. I have had parents come in and just write off the rights to their children because they are tired of being parents. Because not everyone is meant to be a parent. I believe that wholeheartedly. Just because your ovaries and your sperm met and created a human life doesn't mean that that human was ready to take care of another human. Yeah. Or that those two humans were ready to take care of an- another human.
1: Mm-hmm. We see it all the time, unfortunately. Damn that sperm.
0: And the eggs. I mean, it takes both.
1: (laughs) Stinking sperm and eggs Uh meeting and creating life.
0: I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but the one thing that uh, my middle child, when he came home from fifth grade sex ed, the one thing that stuck with him was, hey, mom, you know that you have like a ton of eggs inside of you? (laughs) I was like, yep, I do. That's weird, huh? (laughs) You're like a fish. So no questions then about anything else that you guys covered today? I was like, nope. (laughs) <laughs> that was that was his takeaway okay oh gosh that's
1: actually a pretty good like mature takeaway from- yeah he
0: compared. yeah he compared me to a trout amber thanks <laughs> <laughs> rather than
1: like i've heard of the like back in the day like sometimes the boys would they'd be shown like a condom and stuff, and oh it was, yeah, like so funny, you right? Know? Yeah, so yeah. At nope. least he was like, "Oh, fascinating! No. You have
0: mother, you have eggs, you have a ton <laughs> of eggs that just hang out in your body. Isn't that weird? Yeah, like a trout <laughs> or a salmon." <laughs> I'm just a, I couldn't even be a cool fish it, compared salmon, to the to the stuff he likes to fish. Salmon is delicious, though. It I'm really just is. saying, it's, it's my a favorite fish. So, in accordance with court with the court's deadline for the state's um, election on punishment, District Attorney Mike Hall filed notice to the state that he would seek the death penalty on June oh, wow. 1st, 2018, while reserving quote the the right to withdraw this election and seek a sentence of life without parole should the defense defendant's mental condition be deemed to preclude death or other circumstances that may arise. So he's saying, we're going to put, we put the death penalty on the table at the beginning here, and we can take it away later once her mental health state has been evaluated. Gotcha. So after her arrest, Sarah Henderson was examined by two psychologists who both determined that she was mentally competent to proceed to trial. The defendant then filed a notice in August of 2018 that she would seek to claim insanity as her defense. In February 2019, the parties and the court received the reports from two court-appointed psychologists regarding uh, Sarah's sanity at the time of the offense, one of which found her sane and one found her insane. Oh, Lord. A person is insane if at the time of the conduct that is being charged, the person, so Sarah, as a result of a severe mental disease or defect did not know that their his or her conduct was wrong. The question of sanity is left for the jury to decide and if it finds the person insane, a verdict of not guilty by reason of insanity is entered and the court proceeds to a determination of civil commitment to a mental institution or outpatient treatment for evaluation and treatment. So then the court has to hold a hearing no no later than 30 days to determine if, as a result of the severe mental illness, the person is likely to cause serious harm to another. If so, the person may be committed to either inpatient or outpatient care until discharged by the court. The period of commitment cannot exceed the maximum ter- term provided by the law for the underlying offense, which in this case is capital murder. So life. So the prosecutor said, even with the split decision on Henderson's sanity, I believe the facts and her own statements show that she knew her actions were wrong, but with this plea, which was requested and approved by both Jacob Henderson and the father of one of the girls who knew that Sarah Henderson will be locked away for the rest of her natural life, the bars would keep her confined, will be a daily reminder of what she did to two beautiful little girls girls who loved her as their mommy and trusted that she would protect them. So choosing between death or life without parole is a difficult decision, but given all the facts and circumstances, I am confident that this plea will allow the family to move forward without being concerned whether Sarah will be eventually released from a mental hospital. She has also waived appeal of her conviction and punishment, which brings some finality to the case Even if she had received the death penalty, it could take decades and endless court hearings, legal briefs, and additional expert evaluations before actually carrying out the death sentence. So what they're saying is they put the death penalty on the table. That's when they entered the plea of not guilty by reason of insanity. She was evaluated by two psychologists, one of which found her sane, one of which found her insane. And so at that point in time, Both Jacob Henderson and one of the children's um, fathers asked that the death penalty be taken off from the table. Because if she is found insane, she goes to a mental hospital and could potentially be released. Yeah. So I do see that argument. They're like, listen, Mm -hmm. she is going to go away. If we take the death penalty off the table and we stop with the whole reason of insanity, please, then she goes away. For life. And she'll have to live with what she did with for the rest of her life. And there's no possibility of her getting out and doing this again. She was young. She could potentially have more children and do this again. So right. you know, We've could seen we, that happen. Could we not? And she did not argue with the court's decision at all. So, so in July of 2019, she did plead guilty to the murder of both of her daughters you know, it
1: honestly sounds like it. She didn't really put up a whole lot of a fight. Like she knew. I mean, she tried the insanity bit, but she was kind of just like,
0: okay, well. uh, yeah, like this isn't. She was able to avoid. They actually thought that her trial would last up to like three weeks, and so she was she avoided the trial. Ended up pleading guilty, oh, wow. mm-hmm. and so it's like she just wanted to be like get it over with. Yes, she was sentenced to life without parole, and. And that is where she's, where she's at. Um, wow. But, I mean, I know that was not, that was a really sucky story. It it's just just tragic, really bad.
1: Um, it's just, it's one of those where it's like, it happened so fast. It was, yes. like, it doesn't sound like there was, that we know of. Maybe there was things behind the scenes, but not a lot of, like, forewarning this was going to happen. She had a break. She did it. Yep. And then she kind of, <coughs> excuse me. I'm like, uh-uh. that's all right. We understand.
0: You're yeah. still recovering. Yes. We appreciate that you're here.
1: Um, but then it was just like, okay, well, I'm not gonna put a fight up. I'm guilty. Yes. I just want to be I, done.
0: Right. Right. And that's I, like done and done. She took accountability. I mean, essentially, yeah. even if she didn't have remorse, she took accountability. She did. So it's
1: a, yeah. Sometimes those are the most bizarre to me because it's like you might never fully understand
0: why it happened. I know. Like that one case that we had that I covered where the guy literally called 911 and was like, hey, I just killed my wife. And he served a measly sentence. It was like eight years or something. And then he went off and married the preacher's daughter Mm and served or, and ended up killing her too, oh, remember? Oh, yes. And again, called 911 and was like, I just killed. The turd that murdered his family twice. Yes. Yep. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, that corn turd. He well, he really sucked <laughs> so bad. Yep. And, but, yeah, I mean, that was one of the most bizarre cases ever, but yeah. it happened. Yeah. You know.
0: I, but I kind of feel like in this case, she was just like, yes, I, I did that. And yep. here I go. I'm going to I'm prison. not going to get insanity, so, Okay. I did it. I'll go to prison for that. such a tragedy, though. I, I don't, know.
1: I don't want to see the kids because I bet they're just so beautiful. You don't want
0: to because, of course, they are in the cutest little
1: uh, outfits. Matching like I just outfits can't, and yes, stuff. Yes, they oh, are no, matching as I a can't. matter of fact. They I, are. I was envisioning matching outfits. Just like you do for your dogs. Oh, my heart is breaking.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's. It is, do, they're I beautiful do love, little girls.
1: I love me some matching outfits on children and animals. And nothing like makes my heart melt more than like a nice little matching, you know,
0: ensemble. This is why God didn't give you twins, I think. You're,
1: you're probably right. <laughs> They'd be
0: 55 and you'd be like, now girls, where's yes. your matching dresses? Yes, you're right.
1: Only dogs. We're only doing right. dogs. Right,
0: that's true. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'd love to give you a brain bath.
1: Your computer's being a complete a-hole right now. I
0: cannot. <laughs> I can't X out of, of It's anything. It's like literally
1: like, oh, wait, you want to do that? Nope, sorry.
0: All right, are you ready for a brain bath? I am so ready. All right, so... This one that you actually found for me and I so I got appreciate you. it. Thank I got you. you. Because what you guys don't know because I've cut it all out by now, but my computer had an entire meltdown. It's being
1: so rude right now.
0: And so I lost not only the my case, but also oh, the, I'm brain so, the brain bath. I'm yeah. so glad that I was done with the case though. Before I lost it, but I lost the brain bath that was with it. So thank you for saving me, dear co-host. You're welcome. This is from newser.com. And I mean, it could happen to anyone. The title pulls you right in. The title is Cops, semicolon, Kohl's Theft Foiled by Dead Battery in Getaway Car. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Whoops. <laughs> I love the whoops. Whoops. <laughs> whoops. It could happen to anybody. It could. You know, I'm I'm here to tell you from a lifer, an, an experienced person at life, that a dead car battery will happen at the most inopportune oh, times. I know it. So this doesn't surprise me even a little bit. If you're planning,
1: you know, to take some things from goals, you bet you. Make sure that that
0: car battery is on point. Check your car battery first. It says two apparent would be thieves probably thought they had the perfect plan. One would run into their local Kohl's, grab a bunch of merch, and run back out to the parking lot. Yes, that sounds (laughs) could Possibly go wrong. This sounds like you and I (laughs) making up a plan for something. I would choose Kohl's. I'm going to pull up to Kroger. You run in, get a bottle of wine. And come back out. (laughs) So nothing could go wrong. Now, the second guy would be waiting with the getaway car. What the suspects likely didn't count on was their getaway car's battery dying. Oh, there it is. Clackamas County deputies. (laughs) Fuck yes, it's Clackamas. I'm not even... (laughs) This is amazing. This is just great. It can't be anything else, right? Do you see that word? Clackamas. Where is she? Where is she? Oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. It's Clackamas. Clackamas. That's great. I love it. Oh, God, if you're from there, Only in write Clackamas. us. Yes, please do. Crime at yahoo.com tell us what happens in Clackamas <laughs> besides this. Deputies say that they responded to a call about an alleged theft at the Clackamas promenade around 3.30 ma- Monday. Three thirty p.m. Monday, and when they got there, they say they found the hood of said car up, and Raymond Stavig and Derek Shirts trying to <laughs> <laughs> looks like shirts.
1: <laughs> I I would like to think that that's Derek, how it's pronounced. Oh
0: shoot, trying to get a jump from bystanders. Oh my! Could you, imagine? Raymond
1: and Derek? What are Raymond, you thinking,
0: Derek? <laughs> You're just like, hey, our car battery's dead. We just stole we'll all just this stole shit. Stole a whole bunch. Um, <laughs> Could you help us out here? <laughs> and you know it's probably a little old couple like, Oh sure, yeah. son, I keep a battery. Carl, get Batter- the cables. Yes. <laughs> 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 Carl. Yes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I got some chocolate chip cookies in the back. You felt you boys want some? Oh. So found inside the car, among other items, per the authorities, were phones, laptop, clothing from other sto- stores, stolen credit cards, and a credit card reader, drugs, and counterfeit cash. Oh, Derek and Raymond! Shame on you two, Draymond Yeah, come on. <laughs> Team Draymond. Yes, you guys. They were really naughty. Very naughty. Deputies say that shirts, otherwise Shertz, <laughs> who was the one who allegedly lifted the items from the Kohl's and who authorities say also had counterfeit bills in his pocket, told them that before they arrived on the scene, Stavig had offered him $1,000 if he took the blame for the theft, an offer he apparently declined to take. He has standards. I guess. stavig meanwhile, told deputies, the items in the car all belong to his wife. Okay, Raymond. She loves her some coals. Belong to your wife. The laptops, the phones. Oh my gosh. Is goodness. your wife a hoarder, stavig I don't think so. Also stolen? <laughs> Here it is, guys. The getaway car itself, deputies say. <laughs> I love that they stole the car and the car battery died. This whole thing is just it's a hot mess, such a dumpster fire. I need to see Derek and Raymond. I gotta see him. I'm hoping that they I don't know if they're hold on i'm I'm still scrolling okay. Stavig was arrested on charges of theft, identity theft, possession of methamphetamine, and a warrant for aggravated i d theft. What is aggravated i d theft? Give me your ID now. <laughs> I demand it. I don't, I don't like.
1: Know. I don't know either. I
0: want your driver's
1: license.
0: <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the face if you don't give it to me. Of
1: all the things to be aggravated about yes.
0: taking, I don't know. Someone's ID. Yeah. Okay. Now, shirts. Sharts. It's got to be shirts. shirts yeah. I know it is. It is it For all intents and purposes here, it is. Sharts, meanwhile, was arrested on charges of theft, Theft. Excuse me. Possession of a forged instrument. (laughs) (laughs) What
1: kind of instrument? I don't know. All my picture is a dildo. Me too. That's what came to my mind. I love (laughs) the forged. Yeah. Yes.
0: (laughs) He's like, this is mine. Draymond. (laughs) That's the signature on it. And a warrant for. Oh, he also had a warrant for heroin possession boy, these naughty boys. They have
1: like a little bit of everything.
0: There's a lot. It is an (laughs) entire. It's like a, um,
1: like one of those cakes at Christmas that has like everything in it. I can't remember what they're called. A fruitcake. Yeah, the fruitcake. Oh my gosh. It is a fruitcake
0: recipe. It is. They are the fruitcake of crime. (laughs) That's perfect. I will have you know, I just listened to a podcast today about fruitcake. Really, and the denseness of fruitcake, and how fruitcake is like one of the very first globally mail ordered things that you could order because it has so many preservatives. It withstands time. It does. It will outlast us all. It's like I am timeless. Yes, I will outlive your family, and and so they they. Could you know, send it you could grandma could keep sending fruitcakes from her grave for years to come. Yeah, she could have like pre Oh my gosh, I think I just birthed an idea. We make a bunch of fruitcakes, okay? have them in storage, and take one entrusted person from our life and have them mail them to our children oh and gosh. loved ones Forever. years beyond the grave. They will and it'll appreciate still, this so much. <laughs> and according to the podcast I listened to today, it'll still be good years down the road. This is perfect. This might be the best idea you've ever had. I think so. So guys that are really close to me, look forward to a fruitcake after I die. Hopefully in 80 years. <laughs> You,
1: you are welcome, fam.
0: <laughs> right, right. Here's grandma's moldy fruit. It won't even be moldy. No, it like no. it just lasts forever. It's the densest cake. So this is like food that there is. Fruit cake is no joke. It's not, and it has everything in it. I mean, like you it said, really does. It's, yes. it's got a shit ton of everything, and the nuts.
1: Uh, you can't forget the nuts. Nope. And these two,
0: these two the, are definitely the, the, the sugars, f- the flour, the nuts, the, the fruits, fruits, the fruits and a clint. <laughs> <Yeah. No. laughs> that was good. A little inside good. joke between Amber and I. <laughs> she knows what I'm talking yes, about. Yes. Maybe good. someday we'll tell that story. Yeah, we might. We might. But not today. We'll just, you know what? We'll tell the story after we keep saying and a clint. Yeah. Until finally someday. We'll know we'll, when it's right. We will. We will. Yeah. We'll, we'll enlighten everyone.
1: That was a good brain bath. I appreciated yeah, that. <laughs> I appreciated
0: that you found, I mean, you didn't, I totally cold read that one, but in, we didn't know, but you found the title and the title. I mean, how could we pass it up? So. That's right. And we just, look at us on the fly improvising and my computer has just now restarted yeah. itself. Thank God that <laughs> Raymond and uh, Derek, Derek
1: were there for us.
0: Yes. <laughs> Yes, I'm sure they're that so was their, their purpose <laughs> of stealing all those things, blaming their wives, blaming each other. We're gonna make
1: a podcast someday.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's their 30 seconds to fame right yep. there. All right, guys. Well, we hope that you enjoyed having us both back in the, technically, they didn't miss us because I released an episode from earlier. Oh, yeah. Our Patreons missed missed us because yes. they heard the episode where I was. Simply playing Solo. with myself <laughs> the whole time, so and from uh, what I understand, I, it, you it's did a okay. damn good job, yeah. Solo, I, and people loved listen, it. My siblings are much older than I am, I had to play with myself a lot growing up, and it just transcended see, it was, to the rest of my life. See, it paid off. It did. <laughs> my husband's grateful that yeah. I know how to do that. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. well on that note everyone have a freaking fantastic week wonderful week we will see you on thursday where i'm gonna hit you again with another female killer this one's gonna be old timey though very interesting oh yeah because it's like wow bad bitch back in the day well mama's excited over here well yeah me too me too i really liked researching that one actually so okay. Thank you, Kim, again, for your um, suggestion. No one's behind you, Amber. I don't know why okay. you looked back there. Just checking. Nope. No you one's You never there. know. You never know. <laughs> I thought maybe you knew something I didn't. So even though you're in front of me. <laughs> I think it was the computer light, but I saw oh, that okay. it the went like this. The computer light. So yep. no. I oh, got to watch good. my... Six. Behind. yeah yeah <laughs> watch my six all right well till next time everyone keep it curious keep listening follow us on social media comment to us hey write us case suggestions if you want crimecurious at yahoo.com or on our socials we see it there too so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. until next time mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay till next time Bye bye